Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Mariah Report. Back in time. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Back in Time. Yes, another episode of Back in Time. Here we go. I This is going to be a great one. This is good talk, Martin. Okay, so this is a strange uh, Back in Time because we're not talking about a song or an album or a piece of Mariah work. We're talking about a particular interview and the interview itself is so unique, so insightful we've never had another so uh, revealing even we've never had a mariah interview like it yeah never i mean we've never i mean we've had like some written articles that are really great and insightful but this is mariah in her own voice Mm -hmm. so if the lambs out there have not heard this interview yeah you must listen to it well after this podcast is over (laughs) yeah you go straight away go and listen to it but basically what it is um a music journalist called craig seymour was writing a article about the rain about Mariah, Mariah and the Rainbow album for the Washington Post, right? Back in 1999, and so this is the, the you know like journalists have their tape recorder. This is the tape. This is her voice talking, just like him un- asking, her answering, unedited. Their whole thing. Well, it is edited Edit-ish. in a couple of moments. Yeah, because... he, like, well, it's obvious like he's cut out some sensitive topics, but he's right. just he's just dropped the interview. Yeah, I as... mean, it's not like put together in any type of way. But there, it's the you know like when you get like a piece of paper and there's black, it's blacked out, it's redacted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some redacted moments in here, but, um, but for fine. the most part, yeah. it's straight through like exactly how they're talking and you know everything it's fascinating like she's this is november of 99 like she is in the midst of the huge promotional tour for rainbow yeah she's gonna she's going i think she just came back from overseas to do the american promo all those album signings where i first met her and then all those interviews and tv shows and homecoming special Mm -hmm. and then she's flying back overseas to do more promo so she is hectic and also, she's still working on the remixes and the videos and yeah. editing. Like, the uh, rainbow's not done Everything yet. is still going, 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 working, working, working. I think when this interview starts, she's like, oh, I was in, like, the editing booth yes. editing something. And I think what she's referring to is the Homecoming special uh-huh. that she uh, was editing, uh, which I think came out, like, a few weeks after this was done. Yeah. What I loved about just hearing it, it's basically Craig gets in the car with her, it sounds like. And you just go, it's almost feels like a roller coaster ride of Mariah's world. Yes, like it just, is. You feel like you can feel there's momentum in the interview. Like we're not sitting down. We're right. moving. We're not doing like an Oprah sit down. Mm-hmm. We're not like, the you know, question, answer back and forth, even though there is a lot of that. But it's very conversational. 
Yeah. It's very easygoing, too. But at the same time, another thing that's very interesting, even though it is sort of like a laid back atmosphere because they're just driving around New York, Mm -hmm. Mariah is like, listen, I haven't slept in days. You know, I'm probably going to be a little punchy Mm -hmm. or this, that or the other. So, like, you know, don't. Don't do don't do don't make me look bad in this interview, Mm -hmm. you know, so like that's just the mindset that she always has to be in. And this is before glitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like you. she has to tell these people, listen, I'm working, working. I'm tired. I have 10 minutes of sleep. You know, don't make me look like a crazy person. Mm hmm. Which is very interesting. He's like, no, 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 Mariah. Like, I'm a huge fan. Like, I I would never. Yeah. So it's super good. Uh huh. But it's just sad that she has to preface it that that way. Um, I think smart. Less sad, well, more smart. Smart. I mean, she's obviously been in the business. You yeah. Know? Um, she knows. She knows what the press is capable of doing. Yeah. And she doesn't want it to happen because right now Rainbow's just coming out. She has an album to promote. She doesn't need anyone talking poorly Shit. about her. Uh-huh. Which really, up until Glitter, no one had ever done that. Really. You know uh, what I mean? She got a little flack from critics about like that whole butterfly transition, chain, yeah. but no one was ever saying, oh, She's Mariah's crazy. crazy. There wasn't that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So where do, okay. So that's where we start. We're in the limo. We're talking stuff. And I mean, this guy knows his, his music and so does Mariah. So they really get into it. Yeah. And, and he knows her back catalog too. He's not right. some random just jumping in on the wagon. Yeah. Like he knows all the, all the club remixes. Like, you know, who she's worked with in the past, the first albums, like mm-hmm, the, all, mm-hmm. all the albums. And I think one of the main things that they first start off with is the club remixes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> from the Dream Lover to what's currently like being out and promoted in the clubs is like the Heartbreaker remix. Yeah. And he was asking, why did you not work with David Morales? Which was their, they were like a duo. Uh-huh. Like they were like amazing and yeah. all their mixes. So she like explained into that of why that was. And it was just like, David was not free, uh-huh. so I had to, you know. I she says I don't want to make it sound like Junior Vasquez was like this the next best or whatever, but like, you know, my friend just, wanted just to work yeah. just as good, and like there were people that Mariah knew that like wanted her to work with him, so it was just like the timing just sort of worked out. And I personally still to this day, seventeen years later, jam out to that remix. Oh, it's one of the best All remixes. The time it's one of her best club mixes one of the best and junior's a great remixer he's worked with a lot of people who's done little madonna done remixes all the, everybody all the queens yeah he's, all the queens uh-huh he's got his uh his own little following going yeah just like, as just as good so as david good. i would love for them to even work together yeah again call him up call him up what's he doing uh-huh where's he at we should look him up we really should how you doing what's he junior? up to but no, that's one of my favorite things. So I really love that they uh, go into talking about that and how that all came about. Yeah, but you also um, get to hear Mariah's perception of herself and her awareness of what people perceive. Yes. She, like she says herself, um, you know, I wanted myself to come. You can see myself come through in this remix. Like, you know, what's me and what's somebody else remixing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still in this song. Like, this is not someone else just producing my voice. Right. It's like they go in there, they collaborate, they make all of this work together. And she talked about how 
when she recorded the remixes, not just this Heartbreaker one, but a lot of the other ones with David, how she would just be free with her voice. And she oh, would just yeah. go in there and sing. In the middle you know, of the night. In the middle of the night, like might pop a bottle uh-huh. and go in there and do it. And that's, I think, why her remixes, I mean, all of them that she resings are just... They're amazing because you can tell she's in the studio jamming out, having fun, right? And it's just that comes through. It's like a jam session, Uh almost. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you know when when musicians get together and they just play instruments and just go out, you know, and just go all over the place. That's what they do, and they just have fun Mm -hmm. and they love it, and it comes across. I love. Don't get me started with these women's and her remixes. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my jam. Yeah. So the whole, most of the interview, well, some of the interview was based, was to promote Rainbow. So should we get a lot of Rainbow talk uh-huh. and um, talk about this song and working with uh, Snoop Dogg and blah, 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 like a lot of behind the scenes of your favorite Rainbow tracks, Cry Baby, how they wrote, oh. how she wrote Can't Take That Away, which yeah. I am Warren, like how that mm-hmm. came about. Mm-hmm. They didn't sit down together to do right. it. Right. And she was certain to say, oh, no, like, this was my song. I just sort of, like, went there and, like... Needed some help. Like, little, you know, someone else's eyes to look over it. Right. And that's how it happened. And that's how... And they really... uh, The only thing that... I think Mariah said the only thing that her and Diane really did together for that song was... Like, the bridge bridge. and the ending and, like, a couple of things. A couple of little things. But that, like, song was already there because Mariah also really went in and was like, oh, Diane doesn't, like co-write with people Mm -hmm. like she writes songs and she gives them to people Mm -hmm. and you know i didn't just want a diane warren song i went to diane to just help me with my own song Mm -hmm. so like uh, girl yeah i love it but it's nice because you get a visual of how that song came about you don't you don't just think oh they sit down they sit down in a room with a pen and paper and right oh you know what else i really thought was good about that conversation is she's like oh the name because it was like oh uh well now it's can't take that away uh parentheses parentheses uh (laughs) yeah but she was like oh what did she what were the other names she said um they can't take that away no they can't take that away and they can try. I, they can try. Yeah. They can try. And she said they can try was was almost what she was going to go with. But uh-huh. there was a couple different different um, titles for that song. Yeah. And that's why they ended up. And she just threw Mariah's theme on there at the last minute and all that. Which, And she talks about that being one of her favorite songs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, girl, you need to put that back on the set list. She never sings it anymore. She does not sing that anymore. And I love that song. Oh, me too. That's oh, the, I think it's amazing. That's like one of the songs that kind of flipped me over into Mariah Land. Like, yeah. oh, wow. I'm, I'm into yes, this. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And I love all her live performances of it yeah. and everything like that. I just and she the background that, vocals. Love the oh yeah, great oh, background vocals. That song has some of the best background vocals. But again, a great re, the triumphant remix of it. David the, oh yeah, <laughs> I oh. almost went to triumphant. I was like, what? Where did we come with that? Oh no, <laughs> the, the uh, David Morales triumphant, triumphant remix, which is, she performed in Australia. Yes, she did. Opened yes, the triumphant did, tour, which was a great surprise. Yeah. and treat for the lamely. Uh, no, the remix is even. Oh, I'm gonna that have to dig that up right amazing, now. Right, that was a good I remix. Put that right on my iPod. Yeah. <laughs> listen to that on the train. Um, um, so we got a lot of like really good. Behind the scenes of an album. Tons, yeah. tons of great behind the scenes. Uh-huh. I, how she talked about, she talks about all that glitters. 
and how Heartbreaker was initially going to be, which, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yes. uh, was going to be for that. But then the movie got pushed back. And, you know, that's why she ended up doing this whole album just because of Heartbreaker. Uh-huh. She wanted to put it out like she was she had to release the summer single. Yeah. So, you know, she had to make an album, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the remix. Oh, yeah. Again, all the remix talk oh. working with Clue. Uh, and and Jay Z and and the brat and how like you know the loops and the sampling she gets sort of technical at one moment about the oh, yeah. looping and the sampling yeah, and yeah, Heartbreaker yeah. and I was like girl what in the Jesus uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about girl but I get you <laughs> she gets sort of technical there and I was like oh she w- and you couldn't and the who and the what but it's great to hear it because people just think oh she doesn't write her own yeah you know, the right. public perception like, is she doesn't write her own stuff but she no she's like she, analyzing critiquing and she mm-hmm. knows how it all works down to the T. Yeah, and because they were using certain samples, she's like, "You well, you know, we couldn't like strip it down." So like, she, she, even at one point, she was like thinking that the "Give me a love, give me a love" uh-huh. part that everyone was saying, "Oh, it sounds like a sample," and yeah. she's like, "No, like that's that's not part of the sample, but it might sound like it is, but it's yeah. not." Anyways, um, so got- and then the remix. Like yeah. the Debrat remix uh-huh. and the Snoop and how that was an answer and the ladies' anthem. Yep. There's so much she talks about. I know it's kind of hard. There's so much in this. It's like kind of a bit overwhelming. I know. It's like where do you go? What do you say? What I found interesting about it is that you can tell that Mariah is really aware of her perception in the music world, right? Like down to the clubs, down to the like executives, what Mm -hmm. they think of her, the record Mm -hmm. label, people in the club, people on the streets, yeah. People, you know, and okay, another very fascinating part, and Mariah talks about it a lot in this interview, is the race, the perception of her and in race and R and B music and hip hop music mm. and her being white, mm-hmm. um, but like black, and she, you know, like she was saying how um, I think it was the Ebony article way back in her early career that said, oh, another white girl trying to sing black, and how she was offended by that, yeah. and she had addressed it at a black luncheon once, and blah blah blah, but like it was overlooked, uh, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um. But then they talk the 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 guy Craig asks her at one point he was like well what how how do you um what do you think about you know Whitney's last album where she went very R and B you know and they're talking about my love is your love mm-hmm. um and she was praised for you know being fresh and you know like uh more urban sounding I guess yeah doing the taking a new direction taking a music. new direction and Mariah did the same thing with Butterfly and she was panned across the board and everyone's like oh my God she's you know yeah. some hip hop floozy now who does she think she is uh-huh. and so she answers that so tune in for that listen to the interview for there's that there's so much juice in it like we can't we right. cannot break down how no, much you juice. really cannot yeah, because there's there just so much and you know no one explains it as, as good as mariah does in mm-hmm. this interview because she just is so open and free and uh you know I, I i'm not trying to shade her now or anything but like i wish we still got interviews like this oh this now it's like like we played this five minutes in i paused it i was like dan this is already better than the whole mariah's world five like, minutes in it's better than any we're not even uh, looking at anything yeah it's just audio it's just her talking and you're like okay this is what i want this you get is a, what i want to hear but you really get a sense of her her actually working because she's you hear the door shut 
She's in the car. Right, you know. She's like, answering you emails. Louise McNally. Oh, yeah. in the phone. And her two-way pager's going uh-huh. off. Yeah, and yeah. Louise McNally's like, okay. And then, but then all the all the while, Mariah's like, are we blocking traffic? Like, yeah. I don't want to block traffic. <laughs> so, like, I'll get out the car if we need to. No, but she, like, winds down the window. She's like, are we, yeah. can, can I move over there? Oh, are we blocking again? Oh, we did the other day. Yeah. <laughs> like, she knows. It's, it's she's hyper aware of everything around her. And she doesn't want to, you know, uh, step on anyone's toes. She's very, you know. Yeah. Uh, she's just great. It's just that's the Mariah that I oh, want to yeah. listen to all the time. And um, so uh, okay, what else do we have? What else do we? I have? mean, we have like they covered so much. Like every, they covered everything. Imaginable. And this is a long interview. I think it's like an hour long. It's like an hour and a bit. I think it's hour. It's over an hour long. And we're gonna post it on our Facebook. Or right. Do, oh, if you want to YouTube it, just look up uh, Mariah Carey rare interview. It's from nineteen ninety nine. It'll pop up. You'll find it. Yeah, it'll. Yeah, it's by it's, Craig it'll Seymour. Be there. Yep. Uh, yeah, you have to listen to it. But we're going to post it so you. Yeah. Can just I mean, find it. we're just going to cut. Co- there's so much to cover. Like this could be like a ten-hour conversation about it this. Could. So we're just like hitting the main points. Um, the, talking so, about fun things. Yeah. So um, another conversation they had was about her voice, like the technicality she, of it. You know. He, yes Using okay. it Like how do you use it <laughs> Look after it Uh huh How did you use it In the first album Compared to this album And the high notes And the critics Criticize All of it All of it All of it Okay so sh- You know how normally On interviews Someone will say Oh Mariah You got five octaves Oh your voice Who'd you learn this from Or mm-hmm. blah 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 And she usually gives Like you know The PC answer Or you know The PR answer Of like Oh I don't know My mother wasn't opera singer Blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. This She really talks about All the layers of her vocals mm-hmm. She talks about Recording her vocals mm-hmm. Like it was so interesting To hear her talk about How she recorded the demo for Vision of Love. Oh yeah, on a drum mic. It was yeah. a cheap little old drum mic. Uh huh. And uh, she likes that version better because somehow that drum mic was able to pick up the nuances of the breathiness of her voice. Yeah. And so even though, so on the the studio version that you have on your Mariah Carey album right now, the background vocals, not maybe not all of them, but some of them are from the original demo Mm -hmm. because she was like i can't let these go like these is like i cannot recreate this on any other mic right and she was like i might need to go back and find that mic to see what else i can do on it yeah right uh so that was fascinating just like i mean such juicy nuggets of information yeah it really is and i'm like craig seymour yeah craig seymour did an excellent job of just like extracting these goods like he's a professional. He knows Obviously, exactly what yeah. it was, and he wasn't trying to make this a, you know, a um, uh, oh Mariah's gone, you know, off the deep end with her music, and mm-hmm. she's not, you know, she really was uh, hitting all the perfect things, and they mm-hmm. had a great conversation. But Mariah, so just like yeah, I feel like these days Mariah just doesn't talk about anything anymore. Like she's just so closed off. Yeah, even in this, when they're talking about um, Craig, brought up that she, someone Kelly Price called her. The queen of breath evoke, the queen of breath air, right. or something. The queen of air. Yeah, really talking about her breathy vocals. And Mariah talks about how she learned that and how she was a background singer in right. New York City. She was this little girl, and who taught her that? And, Cindy Mizell. But she's so descriptive, you can just see, you can you can visualize that moment, like of Mariah, little Mariah in the studio, yeah, singing yep. back up. It's it's really good. It's it's so good. I mean, she, I mean, nowadays you would never hear Mariah refer to herself in 1988. 
And yeah. she was like, oh, I was doing backup in like 1988 or something. Yeah. And I was like, you know, starving. My stomach was growling. And this lady's looking at me like, what are you doing here? Uh-huh. Uh, you would never hear her refer to a date or a time now. I know. Which is crazy. Um, so they talk about yeah, a lot of like music talk, breathy talk, vocal talk. Yeah. Um, earlier songs, new songs. Like They talk all that stuff. There's some really interesting fame talk as well. True. Um, because she talks about how, like, that transition of meeting DeBrat mm-hmm. and how, like, she was like, okay, but I'm, you know, and how DeBrat was a catalyst. DeBrat and other people that she was meeting were a catalyst to sort of help her break away from that rig- rig- rigid lifestyle that like she was living with Tommy and like yeah. she wasn't able to like even realize like she didn't know she, like her level of fame. Yeah. She had no clue well, because she was secluded. And she always talks about that uh recently like we know she's done the song Side Effects where she kind of refers to it right. and she talks about how it was just a really restrictive and controlled situation in the early part of her career. But then she tells this really great story about how she's on stage she never felt um, the euphoria of being famous because she'll be on stage and kill the performance. People are like loving her and screaming right, and everything. Right. And then she gets, the, instead of going to a party afterwards, like most artists would. Right, because you're high energy, yeah. you know, you're like, oh my God, and you're getting all this great feedback. Yeah, she gets in a, straight after like one of those moments, she jump, gets in a car with like executives in suits, stiff people. It right. gets criticized by them, and that's her lifestyle. Like, yeah. it's just like you, that wasn't good enough. And they drive her upstate, and you know, lock her up, put her on a farm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like she really doesn't like have that thing. And so here we are in 1999 now, and she's finally starting to like realize some of it, enjoy it, and enjoy it, and enjoy her life, and enjoy the some of the respect and and uh, you know uh, adulation that she's Ad- getting. Ad- uh, um- what admiration admiration yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so it's again that's all fascinating as well uh-huh <clears throat> uh, but uh, here's here's the interesting part is that she talks about transitioning into being a famous person and she just never had that it's interesting to hear it yeah. now yeah looking at mariah now and hearing her back you know 1999 mm. saying oh i've never really transitioned into um you know, yeah, I, I ride around in limos, blah, blah, blah. But that's just the reality because I have so much stuff that has to come with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I drive in, you know, a bunch of cars. Yeah. But I don't feel famous. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm not like that fame, you know, now. And I think now that she's it's definitely shifted. Yeah. shifted into that now. I know. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. See, I, question I mean, after a- 27 years in the business, at some point you're going to... Especially if you don't have those men in suits, you know, mm-hmm. around you twenty four seven, you're eventually going to flip into that. I'm living the famous life. Yeah, but see, I wonder if now in two thousand and seventeen, if it's an act. I think a lot of it is an act, and, like the, and in this interview, this is like our real Mariah that we love. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is an act now, and a lot of it is just now her persona that she's created. Mm. Um, but I think, I mean, yeah, I think Mariah at home with the kids is mm-hmm. just like this. Yeah. Interview. I know. You know? We need this Mariah back. I want to see more of it. This, what's going to happen is when um, when you guys listening, listen to this interview, you're going to feel nostalgic all over again. 
Right. This is like, I'll go Mariah from 1999. That's my girl. How you doing, girl? For real. Where you at? What's up, girl? (laughs) Shoot. Swing on by. I know. Um, Okay, what else do we have? We have... um, We get to hear hear her talk about other artists, Whitney, Celine, Madonna. Yes, like she actually mentions their name and not in a shady way. No, not at all. Just like almost on a professional level. Like this is them... Like, these are my, you know, uh, peers, peers in this industry. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so crazy. Yeah. Because now everything is obviously a put on or obviously she's being prodded to say certain things, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, about other female artists, which is like, you know, so stupid. Not only are they her peers, she's aware of who they're working with and who works with them. Right. And their sound and what they do. And on a professional level. She talks about working with um, Dave Hall on Dream. Dream Lover, uh-huh. and how Dave Hall was coming, uh, blah blah blah. But he had worked on like one Madonna song once, mm-hmm. but he was like basically working with the brand Nubian. So like when everyone's like, "Oh, Mariah went so uh, uh, R and B, hip hop on Butterfly," they're like, "She's like, no, I've been working with these people." for years mm. you just didn't realize it because mm-hmm. you don't have the musical reference uh that i have uh-huh. i mean she's not like saying it like that but she's saying i know where i'm getting these inspirations from and working with these producers the general public has no idea they think dream lover is just you know uh you know sugar pop ballad yeah or pop ditty whatever you want to call it uh-huh. but there's so many levels to it and how it was created yeah um but then what else did she say? She said, um, oh, when she talks about, oh, when they talk about um, songwriting and how oh, yeah. she compares, like, because, you know, there's fantasy, there's heartbreaker, there's dream lover, and yeah. how she compares the three of them. No, I think someone else was comparing it or just like saying, yeah. it sounds like other stuff. And yeah, okay, you guys, you have to listen to this. You have to listen to this because first juicy. of all, she sings all of this. Yeah, there's a cappella moments throughout. Yeah, throughout. Just, that, which, yeah. just give me those moments yeah. I'll be happy but you, there's plenty but like yeah he was saying how someone was comparing um, Heartbreaker to Fantasy and then right. she's like no 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 I think it's more like Dream Lover and she sings them both and she's like see I'm gonna show you how, why it's the same yeah but then she's like that's my style what do you expect yeah I'm the one sitting here writing it yeah. like of course and, and here is another thing that like is from if we look at now and then back then even you know recently mariah had spoken and she said well i don't know why there's a different set of rules for me Mm -hmm. and everybody like you know everyone else can do it but i can't do it you know and then when she talks about like her songwriting style and how like she thinks heartbreakers or, or whatever is more similar to daydream she's like you know a folk singer who sits and writes all their music a lot of it's gonna sound the same because there's same chords same sort of melodic structure because yeah. they write their own songs i do the same thing that's my style so mm-hmm. why am i being said oh everything sounds the same but you know someone like i don't she didn't bob say dylan or but bob dylan yeah. or someone like that yeah oh it's fine for them yeah because again here's mariah is always a different set of rules uh, and, yeah. and that goes into the whole race thing as well yeah you know, that we talked about earlier. And Mariah talks about a lot of that. And then she talks about all the things that she won't mention about her childhood. Mm-hmm. That was good, too. Throughout this interview, the, she, like, drops um, 
pieces of information where you're like, whoa, 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 what? Well, yeah. what? And then it's like, oh, I like no. skips by. Yeah, you wish you were yeah. in there going, whoa, 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 hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. back well, it up. Because we were about to get something real good. Because one interesting tidbit is uh, she's talking about writing songs and she says, you know, I've written some country songs and some alternative stuff too. You just don't know about it. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 what? What? Pause that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rewind the track. What you talking about, Willis? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, that, we need that a follow-up interview. Now. You know, and that, after she, after I heard her say that, I was like, you know what? That sort of does make sense because, you know, I remember in the Rolling Stone article, she was talking about Kurt, Courtney Love mm-hmm. and and that whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised because she was saying how she loved that album, yeah, um, from Hole at that time. And so I'm I'm sure she was inspired by things like that. And you know, Mariah, she can write anything. But it's like, girl, where's it at? Put it out. Where's it at? Well, I wonder. If um, when she said after hearing it, if she has like a secret writer's name, she just like makes some bucks on the side. Uh, you never know. Songs. You never know. I mean, I bet she has a pile of songs she doesn't care to sing. A she's pile like, yeah, of songs. Buy them, sell them. Dozens, hundreds, even uh-huh. of and, all type of different genres. And these bands are like, oh, could have a man's name on the writing credit. Like, who right. knows? You never know. This is a good song. Let me let me uh, sing this one. Another thing that she talked about, which was like, um, well, when she talked about um, writing Can't Take That Away, she was like, you know, this was like one of the first times I was writing a ballad um, sort of like by myself because normally I wrote with Walter. Walter. And no shade, no tea, no nothing. She just said, Walter and I are not working together anymore uh-huh. and just moved right on. I yeah. was like, that's like the... I wouldn't even call it shade, but that was a definitive statement. Yes. It was like, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen again. Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving you anything else. She just kept right on moving, and I thought that was amazing. I know. Even though I do all, I'll always miss their, well, I don't miss their work, but I miss the possibilities of what they could have come up with. I know, because it feels like it got cut off. The relationship was cut right. off rather it, than exactly. naturally ending. Exactly. So there could be like more more goods if you put them together. Yeah, because essentially they stopped working together uh, after Butterfly. Yeah. Yet we still got songs of theirs together on Glitter, like Lead the Way. Mm-hmm. Because she was writing for all that glitters yeah. in this time frame. And she even talks about all that glitters uh, a couple of times here. Yeah. Um, it's funny to hear it being called all that glitters. I you're know. Like, not, that's not going to turn out like not, that. <laughs> girl, she was trying so hard. Yeah. You could tell that she really really wanted that movie to be something yeah and it, it was just it was just a, it is what it is mm-hmm. but it she really had like a, a a passion and a drive to get that thing done and completed yeah she wanted it to be good yeah she did her best mm-hmm. but no whatever happens happens um, uh, there's just so many good moments. There's just so many, many good moments. It's this is like what I imagine. Like imagine somebody just said, "Hey Dan, you get two hours with Mariah, unrestricted." I know. This is what it'd be like. You just jump in the car wherever she is. It, like hey, wherever Mariah. she is, it's probably gonna take me a good twenty minutes just to calm down. <laughs> yeah. And then like after that, I'll be like, okay, all right, girl. Like she now talks about everything. Um, there was. Uh, what I found very interesting, and I think, you know, I've heard people say, oh, you know, people that are close to Mariah or that have worked with Mariah, they're always like, oh, Mariah's like a musical encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she just knows everything out there. Like, you just throw anything at her. She knows it. Mm-hmm. And there is one one short 
part in the interview where Mariah and the guy go back and forth with like naming songs. Oh, like Jimmy Jam? Like G- from the Jimmy Jam and Collection. the SOS band. And they're like, they both are like going back and forth. Yeah. And they're, I'm like, look I'm at like, this. Look at this. I know. I'm like, what the bitch. fuck are they talking about? I was like, I don't know them songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And he brought up a song and she's like, oh, you know that? There's like right. an obscure song of theirs. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know that too? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's that, that's the, the, this really show, this interview showcases so much about Mariah. It showcases her musical geniusness. Mm -hmm. It showcases her perception of the music industry, of herself in that industry. The fans. The fans, the race card and factor, everything that factors into it. Yeah. It's such a good listen. Such a good listen. We can't even do it justice. Not at all. But, no. but, but we're doing this show because you have to go listen to it. Yeah. It's called The Rare Interview. Or I don't know who came up with that. Um, and boy, is it a rarity. I think it's rare because it's just unfiltered and well, unanswered. Yeah. yeah. There's no... Um, I don't say there's no intention to it, but it wasn't like, oh, well, let's do an interview only about Rainbow. See you later. Right. Because, like, yeah, they definitely touch upon all the rainbow. They touch upon Crybaby. They touch yeah. upon working with Jay-Z and Snoop Dogg and all of those things. Um, but then everything else. But then everything else, all the background mm-hmm. that they get. And here's the interesting thing. You, you So here you listen to the unfiltered interview. Mm-hmm. But then when you go and read his piece... Like the actual article that he wrote, Mm -hmm. which is a great article, and he definitely touches upon a lot of these points, but there's so much behind that article that isn't even spoken. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure that happens with every article out there. There's so many juicy nuggets that us as fans would love to hear Mm -hmm. uh, or hear about in writing or in audio that one day I hope we get something. Yeah. This is this is the only thing like this I've ever heard before. Yeah, that's why it's rare. That's the that's why it's rare. That's the rarity of it. Well, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Duh. But if you haven't, if you haven't, like you take take an like take a good hour out of your day. Yes, you have to like you have to listen intently. Yeah, you have to like go in on it. This is an amazing gem. You're going to be mesmerized. Mesmerized. And I mean, I could not. I've listened to it a couple times over yeah. the past few weeks getting ready for this. And every time I listen to it, I'm so stuck on it. Yeah. Like, I cannot stop. I'm so into it. It's the most fascinating thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It, yeah. I mean, and it's just perfect. There's, there's perfect so interview. much for, going on in it. I think for a lamb... Particularly, I think Joe Schmo down the street, he wouldn't give a shit about this. But I think for a lamb, you're getting oh, like yeah. really good information yeah. that you kind of like have been collecting here and there through different, right. different um, points of time and different interviews and stuff. But now you just hear it from the horse's mouth in one right. big piece. You hear it and you know how like when, well, when you sit down on like, you know, uh, the Oprah or Kelly or with Barbara Walters, mm-hmm. you know, there's a... There's a set standard of how you're supposed to speak, how you're supposed to talk, how you're supposed to answer things. And also because you have management and publicists and everybody in your ear and like you you usually know the questions that are going to be asked. But this right here is really Mariah just talking. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not someone in her ear saying, oh, no, she's not going to answer that. Or, oh, no, not this. You do hear her manager, Louise, in the back, but she's like. 
keep talking. Yeah, yeah. She she wants the she's encouraging <laughs> like the she's, talking. She's making sure that everything else is going on. Like because they go in and out of the limo a couple times and like you know they they eat and yeah. Mariah stops elevator. and goes to work. Like she works with Joe yeah. on something and then yeah. comes back and there's, so there's other things going on around all this. Um, but you know it's just it's such a fascinating look. But a major difference is. Um, comparing it to a tv interview there's no camera so mariah doesn't care right. how she what she looks like right you don't know what she looks like and she can go off into these tangents of of stories mm-hmm. because there's plenty of time you don't have a clock right in front of you uh counting down, down the, the seconds uh and that's why this is just great it's amazing and i want more of it mm-hmm. i just wish we could just like live in, in that unfiltered mariah if you're feeling salty about mariah's world just listen to this and you'll You'll be like, you'll no, come back around. It's okay. Yeah. I still love that bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. I think I needed to listen to this because I was feeling real salty about yeah. the current events, the current events of the of the world. But now uh, I feel, but I feel yeah. refreshed and rejuvenated. You know, all you need is just a little reminder of why Mariah is Mariah. Yeah, and why you love her, and this does that like tenfold. Uh huh. This is amazing. Yeah. So. Right, I guys. think that's it. I think we've covered all the fantastic moments, but there's yeah. so many more in there. And I'm telling you, if for nothing else, listen to it for just the acapella moments. Oh, yeah. Because those alone are just like... But you ah! won't. Trust me, the second you just hear Mariah answering, they open up like, hi, 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 I'm tired. Let me just check my messages. You're in. You're in. You're like, oh, my God. This is Mariah's world. Uh-huh. We're like literally in it. Yeah. It's so it's so good. It's so good. I can't say it enough. Um but okay. we're going to wrap it up. Okay, we're, we're going to post it on our YouTube in case you were like wondering where the so hell it is. On our YouTube, you know, on, our, um, on our Facebook. So you don't have to like rummage around YouTube and might not be able to find it. Um, it will be there. And if you do look it up, look, type in, like I said, Mariah Carey, rare interview is from 1999. There's a picture of her in the cutoff jeans and a black tank top. Very classic. You got it. It's, I think it's the first thing that pops up when you type in rare interview. I'm sure Mariah it is. Carey. I'm sure it is. Um, but it's a great it's a great listen. So listen, give us your feedback. Mm-hmm. What do you love about it? What were your favorite moments? You can tweet us as you're listening. I like a live tweet moment. Love it. It's fun to li- like re- read people's live tweets as they're listening. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, Instagram us. Yeah. This is going to be a tough one for us on Instagram. It's okay. I'll come we'll up with something. We'll figure something out, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, send us your comments and feedback on our Instagram page too. And... That's it. That's it. Have fun listening. That's all. Yeah. That's all, folks. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, did we say do an iTunes review? No, not yet. Oh, if you have time, please do an iTunes review. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, that helps us a lot. And get to some attention over uh-huh. there. Over there on the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, tell your friends. That's it. Share us, Share guys. us on your page, on your Facebook page. Click share. Text it to someone. Call someone. You know, sharing is caring. We need missionary work from you guys. Yes, <laughs> out there, people on the ground. Uh-huh, that's how it happens. That is right. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.